Welcome to the Welcome podcast to with Chris Rodgers. Would you get this phone out the fucking way, man? Chris Hodge, man. Is it to be an interesting like episode here today? Times. Just telling you, Chris. 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 We get to start. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Start it up, man. His All name right. Is Chris. All right. His name is Chris. My name is Mike, Hip Hop Mike. Whatever you want to call me, Richie. You can call me any. This is something you have to get used to. <laughs> Week two, episode two of the podcast. We still have yet to name this thing. Um, Despite asking numerous people. Right? I mean, Richie is the guy for marketing, for branding. Richie Ho. Richie Ho has the best names for everything. Richie Ho has the best names for everything, (laughs) and we still don't have a name for the podcast. Good things come to those who wait. All right, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. <laughs> How about the sports weekend, Mike? What you want to get God's right into name? it. Are you kidding me? He's super Yo, excited about the sports this you, weekend. When you gamble on sports, <laughs> if you have a day like yesterday, for everyone out there who gambled on the Chargers-Raiders game, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, so, Mike, you don't get that. I have no idea what's going on. It's like on. if you start talking about hip-hop, I don't understand it either. But <laughs> when you bet on the Raiders and Chargers game and it goes down to the last play of the game twice. I mean, you're talking 31 to 26, Chris. Bro, there were, there were two <laughs> last plays. If that's such a thing, bro, a last play is supposed to be a last play. I ran my Googles. It looks like the – uh, what's up? If you're on fantasy and you had uh, Mr. Herbert on your team, you were not happy about that last play. Not uh, we, were, we were happy about that last play, though, because we, we needed the Raiders. All right, all right. Hang on one second. I need to know off rip because you all know I don't know anything about sports. What team were you expecting to win? What team did you want to win? We bet the Raiders yesterday. Okay, my question for you, since when do the Raiders locate in Las Vegas? I come thought on, they, they were Oakland come, Raiders, come right? Come on, man. What the man. fuck goes on, Chris? <laughs> when did that happen? It happened this year, but okay. that, was, that was in discussion. At least he knew they were in Oakland to start. That's yeah, I knew they good. were in Oakland. Oakland Raiders. Ebro used to say all the time, Oakland Raiders. Guy, that's the home of the rappers. Of course he knows Oakland. <laughs> I know Oakland. The you Bay know, Area, yay. You know the funny thing is he, he brought up a rapper to me last week, first episode, episode. One, I had no idea who he was speaking about. That's what's going to make this work. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> no, but so, guys, if they were. What happened with this so, game? You so put Raiders, me on. The Raiders were excited. minus one. The Raiders were minus one, meaning they had to win the game by at least two to win your bet. Okay, okay they, they did they, that. They're winning basically all game long to 31 26. Chargers get the ball. They go right down the field. They get the ball to like the four yard line mm-hmm. with seven seconds left. They throw a fade to Mike Williams, who catches the ball, but the poor guy slammed his head when he landed out of bounds, so he dropped the ball. He From ended the up, fade. Yeah, he ended up getting either concussion or hurting his knee, but he ended up getting injured on the play. <laughs> then they, hold now, on. He's, the, he's the type of guy that never misses that down there. They always get that play. Never misses down there. Catches the ball, but he ends up dropping it. Now there's one second left. Don't drop the ball. Now you got massive money on this game, bro. This is a heart attack, right? Here's a heart attack waiting to happen. Were you panicking? I was. I'm okay. not going to lie, bro. I was nervous. But the, no knives in the wall this week. No knives in the wall. No, Good my, move, Chris. My, my wife took the knives away, man. <laughs> if you're on the Raiders in this game, you are not only panicking, but I'm telling you, you probably sharded yourself a little bit. 100%. Damn. Yep. Las that, Vegas Raiders, y'all. Yep. So now they throw the same exact play. They catch the ball. They actually rule it a touchdown. They start reviewing it, and it shows that the ball came out at the last second. Wow. They they threw it to a tight end, and I actually have a weird fact about this. He was three for three in the end zone. He's caught three passes and all three touchdowns. That (laughs) same guy that actually dropped that ball was three for three in the end zone. Did you know that, Chris? I did not know that. And I'm glad that he wasn't four for four. <laughs> Insane. If he was four for four, we all lost a lot of money. Divorces might have happened. <laughs> I might have been. I might have been on Richie Ho's couch in his basement. Oh you my know, gosh. That's why I might have been showing up. But that's what makes sports so great. Now you have a passion about music. 
we have the passion about sports, but the thing is, you can't bet on music. That's true. Not yet. Um, I do have a question for you, though. It says the fourth quarter is quarters, right? This isn't innings. This is football. Fourth quarter, six points. That, that means they have to kick a field goal. Or could, throw for two, right? Or they could score a touchdown and miss the extra point. And okay. Six points. Is that how they got the six point? They missed the extra point? They were doing everything wrong in that <laughs> game. Right? Anything that could have went wrong in that game. Field goals, miss. There's been missed two-point conversions all year long, but it was 31-26. And, and what was the spread? Because now I've studied up a little bit from the first week. Minus one. Minus, Ra- oh, perfect. Raiders minus one. So you were in what, what we would say your bag. You were in your bag, Chris. Well, yeah. after the game was over. <laughs> but you I got was, the bag. I, I was in a bag <laughs> when that game was going on, got possibly it. throwing up in my living room while I'm on the phone with my other guy that we bet the game with. Yeah, just one of those days, man. Oh, so, my Mike, goodness. You, you finally get it. So 31-26. If I get had, it. If they scored, they would have added six points. They wouldn't even need the extra point. It would have been 32-31, right? You kick the field goal. You, the the charges would have covered this. I don't even think they would have kicked the extra point, yeah, bro. They would have just probably, yo, they probably would just didn't kneel down. Or they charges would have covered the spread, though. They would have just wanna, covered because it. Because remember, if you get if you block the extra point, or you run, you can run it back for two yeah, and win that right, way. So they were right. probably just going to kneel that down, not even do that. Yo, how do you feel about this? Because I'm just all my facts come from Google, and I googled Raiders versus Chargers. It gives me the score, and then it says nobody's in attendance. Is the game different with nobody in attendance? They don't have any fans anymore. Man, think about going to a concert when they're supposed to be. 40,000 people there, and there's no one there. Damn. How great would the concert be? I mean, the YouTube shows aren't hitting. I'll yeah. tell you that much. It, it, I mean, why? The NBA actually did a pretty good job of what they did with the fans, how they tried to the do screens. The, fans, the screens. You can't do that in football. The stadiums are way too big. But NBA did a, pretty, mm. a decent job for what it was. Notre Dame had fans at the stadium the other night. I love it, though. You know, I love it. We try not to be political, but what the hell? Talk about it. You got Biden. He was announced the winner after we did our first podcast. And what happened? You got people out in the street partying. Oh, my right? God. No social distancing. No nonsense. None, none of that. No problem. It all disappeared. The Jews in uh, Brooklyn are running rampant, right, Chris. They're everywhere. Right. Oh, everything's done. <laughs> all they got to do is be rooting for Biden, and you could be out there with no face mask on. It's right. crazy. All of a sudden, you're allowed. It's crazy. But now you're not allowed to go watch a game? Are yeah. you kidding me? Not nah, sickening. He, he's an amateur. Richie's an amateur, bro. He's doing a podcast. He, oh, turn his, he, don't, he didn't turn his phone off. He's not a podcast host. He's like the biggest in the game. He had a big party this weekend. He did have a big party. He, he might have caught more wins than the Chargers, the Raiders, and everybody combined this and, weekend. And Richie Ho does a great job <laughs> of parties, man. I, I, I have the pleasure of sitting in the office with him Monday through Friday and listening to how hard the man plans to Crazy. have his party. I mean, if there's someone that works harder in that industry. Hmm. He's the Bill Belichick of partying. Hold up. I know both of you guys. And you guys <laughs> kind of understand your lanes, right? Um, Chris, you're in sports and you do podcasting and you prepare. I see how much you prepare when it comes to doing your podcast, your shows, your radio, and speaking about sports. And Hip Hop Mike, I've seen you in action numerous times when you're preparing <laughs> for your podcast or any event or you're doing a hosting or you're actually interviewing someone. You guys prepare more than anyone. And we all know this and we live by this. You got one shot at it. And if you don't give it all you got every second of the day <laughs> and go freaking pedal to the metal, you are not going to have a good uh, interview. You're not going to have a great podcast. And you're definitely not going to be able to throw a dope <laughs> event. Well said. But that being said, I didn't prepare at all for Richie to be here today. And I have questions galore about what goes into this party. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can't actually tell you what goes on at these parties, man, because I'm married. And do my you wife think we could play? Like, Chris, if we sat down, do you think we'd be able to even start planning a party to no. the level? Nowhere no, near, I'm right? I'm so far removed from this stuff. I don't know how <laughs> he does it. All I know is my wife. Hey, babe, I'm going to uh, Richie's party. Oh, no, you're not. No. <laughs> there you go. That's all it, where, it takes. No, you're not. Where does a party start for you, Richie? Like, 
where does the, like it begin? Does it start with the venue, with the idea? Um, so let me take you back to when I was six years old. Um, oh. Li- growing up in a Trinidadian uh, Caribbean lifestyle hey. home. The party starts when mom says it's Saturday night and she's putting on the music and inviting some friends over. <laughs> so that's how it all starts. The pre-planning, thinking about the music, the food, the, the venue, the location. That's how it typically starts. Throwing parties and, and, is in the and family. If, and if we're going to go into throwing events, how to do it and how I do it, we'll be here probably for about <laughs> another six hours. So I'm going to let you two get back to what you do. We'll have time for that. I'm going to be hopefully a guest on your show on a regular basis. I'm here to rock out with you two. I love you both. and I want to see how this thing goes. And, and I'm excited for what you guys do. Well. Thank you. We love you more, and we definitely need to have him on as a guest one day to explain oh, all this. Well, listen, I'll tell you, to my kids, he's Uncle Richie. Okay. okay. He's he's like dad number two. Really? How did y'all meet? Oh, college football. I'm the cool dad, though. <laughs> college football. But listen, we, we go to parties at his house, and my kids would be like, uh, Dad, does Uncle all those people in Uncle Richie's family? Because they just moved the table, <laughs> their living room out the way, and make a dance floor. That's Uncle Richie's house at the party. And it's right. Is that true? It's true. It's, it's, Richie's it, house is lit. It's the Caribbean way, man. We we know how to um, <laughs> live hard, play hard, and work hard. That's it. You know. I, I'll tell you this. You want real quick about how we met? I'll keep. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of this story. <laughs> we played college football together. I was a receiver. He was a linebacker. All right. I, first time I ever got on the field with him, right? I ran over the middle. I caught a nice slant. It was a nice slant. And I got the shit hit out of me hey. to the point where I'm laying on the ground looking up at the beautiful blue sky. And I'm like, what the hell just hit me? I got his number. 92? Yep. 92, right? I got his number. I said, let me make friends with him. <laughs> just please don't hit me like that ever again. So really, from my perspective, it was just it was just it was just saving my life at that point to become I really didn't like him at the time. I just didn't want him to Aww. hit me anymore. <laughs> you know? Listen, uh, if you listen to Chris on the radio with his sports, he's a super super smart guy. I call him a genius and w- me and his wife call him an idiot savant, but he is super super bright. He's always two steps ahead. All I remember was we had a new receiver. He could move. He had shiny new gloves. He came across the middle, <laughs> and I wanted to welcome him to St. John's University, and, and I felt like I did. I don't really remember this play too much because I was just hitting everybody at that time, whether they came across the middle or not. But I do remember it now since we talk about it all the time. And, yes, I remember after practice that day, I had a brand-new pair of gloves waiting for me in my locker. I was like, wow, who gave me this? It was this kid named um, Chris Hodge. I was like, hey, Chris, what, wow, these are nice, really nice of you. And guess what? We became friends. And I, and I, every once in a while, I would think about him when he's coming across the middle, maybe not to hit him as hard. And that those those $35 pair of gloves that I gave him for free, best investment I ever made that's in my it. life. No concussions that season. No, there were still concussions. <laughs> hey, what does this teach us? Life is about what? Building relationships with people. Facts. Well, I have questions about my co-host, Richie, because, I mean, this is only the second episode we've done. Can you give me some dirt on this guy? I feel like maybe you know him well enough to give me some, like, insight on who I'm dealing with on this show. Um, so Chris definitely cheated off me in college. Um, <laughs> right. I, I do remember that. I met his wife first, actually, I, and uh, that was actually really, really interesting story we always talk about. I actually had a chance to talk to his wife before he did. Um, the day I remember actually meeting her in person, she was outside the locker room. I walked out, and I was like, oh, wow, how you doing? Oh, and She's like, I'm here to see Chris. I was like, of course you are. The, the most prettiest girl that shows up to our locker room, is, of course, is coming to see Chris. <laughs> so Chris was good-looking, tall, wide receiver, had hands, amazing, amazing athlete. He just moved to our team. We became really good friends. And I'm telling you, I have 20 years of, of amazing stories about Chris and I <laughs> um, growing up. 
but I was there. I'm, I'm the godfather of one of his sons, which I'm lucky. I know his kids for when they were, you know, babies. He did knock up his his wife in college. <laughs> he was one of those guys. So I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there in a similar, tough, similar situation. <laughs> um, and I think it was the best decision, obviously, him keeping everything going forward and staying with his wife. They have a beautiful family. <laughs> so, so here's something else. And you'll like this. Best friends, right? We play one-on-one basketball together to this – one-on-one basketball together to this day. There has the potential to be a fist fight. Really? Now, I'll lose that fist fight, right? Well, you're at but, Richie's house playing ball, I'm assuming. It doesn't matter where we're playing. <laughs> we, we have stopped games. If we're playing three-on-threes and we're on the opposite team, we've literally stopped games. Like, people have stopped playing with us because of the – and then they're amazed because when the game's over, we slap in each other's hands. Oh, what you doing after? What you doing? And they're like, Yo, you guys are friends? Do you like, guys root for the same teams? No, no, not really. <laughs> a Bengals fan. Who the hell roots for the Bengals? It, it's it's more it's more the thing is we're just really competitive guys. Yep. And when you're on the court, like I don't care who you are, and Eddie doesn't care who you are. You could be my best friend, whoever it is. We have that Kobe, Michael Jordan mentality. Oh. I'm in the game to win, and I'll do anything at all costs to win that game. He's the same. So we've let literally. Even sometimes we're on the same team going at some. We've come almost come to blows. People think we actually hate each other, <laughs> don't like each other. After the game, the game's over. You leave it on the field, you leave all that stuff, and we're we go back to being best friends and you know laughing about it. But during a game, that competitiveness, and I'm telling you, I'm sure you have that friend out there that you're competitive with, or you have that feeling. That's it. It's just two guys that want it more than anything in this world. And no matter if it's a pickup game or it's what we do every single day in life, whether it's our work, our craft, our personal craft, we just put so much into it. And that shows in a small pickup game on a two-on-two or one-on-one. <laughs> and it comes out. And that's, that's how we attack life. And thank God that's how we've been super successful in business together. So that's what you said on the first podcast, right? Michael Jordan didn't have a gambling problem. He had a competition problem. Straight I, up. Listen, I'll put my own son on his ass playing basketball. Driving the lane, he went driving the lane. You're <laughs> getting thrown right to the ground. <laughs> the hell with you. But well, that's how. Listen, you became one of the best, if not the best, you a, know, um, you know, a, a host on Hot 97. Like, appreciate you. One of the best, if not the best. How'd you do that? I mean, just plain and simple, hard work, man, that's dedication, it. just loving the game, loving competition. That's it. But Be it, the best. The same time, sometimes loving competition will get you in some shit. So the good parish, <laughs> the person I am in this guy, in this room, guys, I know both of these guys really, really well. They don't really know each other too much. I met Mike about seven or eight years ago. And what made me fall in love with Mike, who he is, is he was an assistant of an assistant. But he brought hey. it. He was learning. I saw him. I saw it in his eyes. I saw him, the hunger. I saw the passion for his personal craft. He was trying to be a radio host. He was trying to get to that level. But I saw he was the kid with the book bag, taking the notes, doing everything to make sure his guy was on point, whatever he had to do for his guy. I believe it was Rosenberg at that time. Yes, sir. And I watched him. And I actually hired <laughs> I hired his, his guy, Rosenberg, to host one of our events in the Hamptons. And that's how I met Hip Hop Mike. And from that minute, I was like, wow, <laughs> this kid's a good dude. We stayed in touch, and I just watched his craft develop. And it wasn't like it was because he was trying to be, you know, somebody else. He was just going to put more time, more hard work into it. And that's kind of why I want to surround myself with guys like Hip Hop Mike and Chris Hodge because of that passion for their physical craft. It don't matter what craft you have in this world. That's the attractiveness to me as an entrepreneur and as a person in life. I love surrounding myself with people like these guys, Hip Hop Mike and Chris Hodge, because they have that passion for their craft. 
appreciate it, man. I mean, Thanks. I'll say this. Richie's the best dot connector in the game, and unlike the Chargers this weekend, he just keeps swinging and swinging and swinging. He, and he refuses actually to hit, lose. And he catches the ball. That's it. He did like the Las Vegas Raiders. He did. Well, listen, <laughs> thank God that team won. Like I said, I would have been on your couch, bro. I would have been on Richie's couch had that game lost. But that's the that's sports gambling, man. And you brought up a great point last week when you talked about, because I, I said today you can't gamble on music, but you're actually gambling on finding that talent. You know, Every day. That, right. I mean, I guess that's the thing because music is always a gamble. I feel like when you decide to have a career in music, you're like, I'm going to just bet my life on all of this shit. And they always say, like, the first thing you should do in music is have a safety net because more times than not, it doesn't work out for people. You know what the thing is? You know what I, I, I equate my life to and how a lot of people are successful? You ever see? You ever go to a pool, right, and you see a person about to jump in the pool, but they put their, they put their foot in, right, and they, they test if the water's cold. I'm, I'm <laughs> opposite, bro. I jump right in. Right, well, I'm gonna test. Let my no, I'm jumping into the water. Where bro. were you at Glen Cove Mansion this summer? <laughs> right, listen, I'm jumping into the damn pool. Right, I'm not. I'm going full. And the analogy I'm making nah, there is you're you. just going straight in. I'm not. I'm not gonna tip tip tap around. You know. But Chris, you have a different different motor, man. People don't have that motor. You're willing, and you know. If I can't swim, I am going to figure it out no matter what happens in life. You throw me in a pool and I don't know how to swim, I'm not. There's no matter what's going to happen to you, Chris, you put you in that pool, you're not drowning. Straight you're going to probably come out swimming like Michael Phelps at some point <laughs> because you're the type of guy that's going to research him, figure out who what Michael Phelps does, and try to do it better than the best in the world. But you actually will dive head first into a pool not knowing if there's poison, acid, whatever it is because you're just built that way. You have that motor. And and Mike, man, I remember yeah. I said it on on episode 1, man. Yes, we we just met a couple weeks ago, but man, I remember listening to you on Hot 97. Oh, and I appreciate I remember, it, man. You know, there's people on, you know, WFAN, ESPN like they come on and you just like, oh, I'm not interested. <laughs> you don't listen. His, his voice always captivated me like, "Well, let me hear what he's about to say." Always. Hold up. I heard your podcast last week, both of you guys. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you sent it to me, Mike. I listened to it this weekend, and it captivated me. Like I said, you guys have those voices that are captivating, but the captivation is not just in your voices. It's in your passion, the way you both speak, and how you care so much about your craft. And I keep going back to this, guys, and I hate to harp on it, but it's amazing, and it comes through on the radio. And I've told you both. I've seen you in here. There's no effing way I'm allowing this to go on without me having some involvement <laughs> in it. it. It attracted me so much to seeing what you guys are doing. Well, you're responsible really for what's happening here. I mean, you connected us, and I feel like that's something that you do best. But really, all of us are here because of genuine energy, it sounds like. I mean, we just want to make it entertaining. Right, we want to speak about topics that are going on in the country, both with hip hop, both with sports, both with music, all that uh, entertainment, <laughs> hospitality. But it even goes further than that, man. People having everyday life stuff. I mean, listen, Eddie, you're married with kids, and you're trying to go out on a Saturday night. Hip hop Mike isn't married with kids, and he's in the vibe, and he's. In I'm the in the crib on things, Saturday. <laughs> things, things are happening every day. This is going to be about the most incredible topics obviously sports and hip-hop what brings us together but i feel you guys are going to talk about real life shit that people are scared to talk about and bring up topics straight up uh, so let's talk about stuff <laughs> right now that people are afraid to talk well, about let's, let's talk about things i'll that say get... this we're gonna get into all of that but i will say this i feel like even deeper than anything like agenda wise from music to sports all that like richie said it connects us but I do a lot of different shows. I talk to a ton of different people. I've done morning shows, afternoon drive at Hot 87. I've had my overnight, my interviews. 
This by far is the most fun because I feel like it's agenda free. Like we really could get together a couple times a week, talk a ton of shit about everything. And there's always something to take from it. I mean, even if you just listen to the first 10 minutes of this, there's so much that can be built here. I mean, just the way that you guys met and what you guys have built together, what we're doing right now because of Richie connecting us just off of energy craziness it's it's absolute craziness <laughs> and it's like listen it's what's going on in the country unfortunately this country right now is a little bit divided hopefully it's not for long but it's always like when one side loses they accuse the other side of cheating well it's 49 it, to 51 percent divided i mean it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable right it really is what it is we're yeah, divided it, it, it really yeah. is and that's crazy how far this country has come that we're so divided and it's really uneven there's half the people that think one way half the think the other way how we get everybody together, hopefully on our podcast, we can get these lefts and rights to come somehow in the middle and, and see a little bit of both sides, see a little bit of everything. Because guess what? At the end of the day, one thing Biden did say, bro, we're the United States, man, and we got to be talking about uniting people. And that's the Straight one up. thing, unfortunately, and, and, and I'm a fan of a lot of things Trump did. At the end of the day, when it comes to the economic standpoint of how he held this country do a lot of great things, but we're never going to move forward if we're divided. And that we can't get to where we are as a country if we're divided. So however we can help fix that problem, at the end of the day, world knows everybody has their own views. And they have the, we're in America because that's what it's about, having their own mm -hmm. rights and their own views. So we just need, we need to keep it moving, man. Like we need whatever it is, whatever happens, if it's Biden or Trump, whoever it is, we got to get behind it and we got to come together and stop going in a separate direction. Straight up. You know what I like, though, what he said the other night, what Biden said the other night? Hey, look. All the Trump supporters, I know what it's like to lose. I've lost a couple times. I know it's it, it's a bad feeling, but give me a chance. But let's give each other a chance. Yeah. And then listen, when a guy says that, man, I have no qualms. I mean, I have to say, I like the way that things have went following this whole like election process. Because, I mean, it was like three or four days where we didn't know who the fuck the president was. And then finally, when we find out... I thought there was going to just be an outbreak, like war everywhere, people going crazy. It still might be. I mean, know. listen, listen, there's some, there's some of it is seated, but like I have to say, in my neighborhood, there's there's Trump flags everywhere, and a lot of people just took them down and kept it moving without. So, so that actually brings up an amazing point, Mike, and this is something that we all got to think about. And I don't know if it's a Republican-Democratic thing. I really don't know what it is. But if Trump won... Would there have been a war on this station? Would the buildings started burning? Would they would have taken down the? Yeah, I don't. We don't know what would have happened. And honestly, I'm happy to see the other side isn't doing that. So that's something we've got to actually think about. Okay, Biden won. The other side was able to deal with it. Let's yeah. say worst case scenario for some small chance this thing gets turned around. Will there be a war in our country? Will the other side do the same? Be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have to accept the results, whatever it is. And like I said, I'm not fighting for what. For me, politics, I could care less about. I'm more about, hey, our United Nation, our United States moving in the right direction. It doesn't matter who the president is to me today. I'm, I have no choice because I'm an American. I got to support what we are and who we are. And whoever our president is at that point, good, bad, ugly, it is what it is. We've got to support it. Like the head coach of your team, I come from sports. Chris comes I, from, I come from sports. It, it's like, yo, whoever your head coach is, brother, and trust me, I didn't play for the best head coach in the world. But get, <laughs> I, I, and, and Chris could tell you that. No shade. But I had no choice. But guess what? He's a head coach. It's the hand I was dealt. I better do as a, an American or as a player the best I can do for me and my team or me and my country every single day. And that's how we get better as a country. That's how we get better as a nation. That's the way to do it. You worry about your own lane first. And then, hey, guess what? Let the politicians deal with the politics. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Self-reflection, I feel like, is such a big key, too, because not a lot of people are capable of doing that. 
Impossible. Yeah. No people self-reflect. They don't know. They don't admit what they've done wrong. They're far and few between. I mean, if you think about it, it's really so necessary, though. Like, if you're not solid by yourself, if you're shaky, if you're flip-flopping to politicians or teams or whatever, nobody likes a bandwagon motherfucker. People like people who are just about their shit. And how are you really going to be about your shit if you're not focused on things that are just genuine, sincere to you? Well, look, he, he and me and Richie, we played for the... I mean, I don't want to kill the guy, but we played for <laughs> one of the worst head coaches in college football history. So but what was can, so bad about it? He just didn't know the game. He didn't do okay. anything right. He did nothing right. It's like right. if I was coaching. And he, and he wasn't a great <laughs> – listen, at the end of the day, you know, head coach is supposed to – he wasn't great at communicating with his players, I personally feel. At the end of the day, I think he had his own way. He His coaching philosophy came from probably the 70s and a different time and a different era. You're dealing with kids in the 90s now. You've got to adapt. And the best coaches I've seen – adapt to the times they don't say hey i'm going to bring a philosophy from 70s and try to make it work in the 90s and coach i mean and chris knows about coaches 10 times more than me i've seen these guys adapt man and some of these guys in the nfl have adapted to the style you got to do the same people change we got to be chameleons and if you're going to be great at what you do whether it's politics whether it's hip-hop whether it's sports you got to adapt with the change man i i, I coach a team i coach defensive backs for a semi-pro team i have um 13 guys 13 different personalities. Yeah. Right? And I my job is to understand some guys I could yell at, some guys I can get on, another guy I can't yell at, right? If I'll lose him if I get on him. I got to, you know, he needs a pat on the back. Other guys, they can get yelled at. It's just understand the personalities. And, and it's amazing in life how many people don't understand other people's personalities. Do you think that's like the biggest key for a coach to do is like understand each individual player's personality? Yes, but I also think that's important in life. Well, right. it, I'd say the same for music, like managing artists. It's like, you know, Correct. one artist, the approach is completely different than the other, especially when you get into like male, female artists. It's like a whole different world. I have three different boys. I have three children, three boys. I raised them all the same way. My wife and I, we were hard on them. We didn't coddle. We forced them to, to go earn every which way. All three of my boys, completely different. They have completely different personalities. I can't figure that out, <laughs> but I have to manage their personalities. All three of my boys are different. And, and, and Chris, I see you do it. Like, Eddie, you can't mm -hmm. manage the same as you do Michael. They're two different humans. They're two different people. You can't manage them. You say one thing to Eddie, it might go in a great direction. You say the same thing to Michael, he might break down and not take it the same way and vice versa. You say something to, to Michael, Eddie may cry. You know, who? You know, mm -hmm. it's just life and it's just people. You know, you got to deal with personality. He left my oldest son out, his name Richie, who always constantly tells me <laughs> he's named after him. Richie never cries. Oh, I, I would have to say that was your son but richie's uh, my son <laughs> i don't want to know anything about this that is, on this podcast this is 20 years of ball breaking this is 22 <laughs> years of ball breaking this is what it is and trust me our sisters are going to get next in this conversation at some point i'm sure of this podcast <laughs> how we keep it going bring them no, on yo we haven't gone after moms though in 22 years nah. we've never gone after moms no yeah i really love your mom and i think that would be <laughs> but i mean your sister you know we, yeah, can, we, we we go after sisters but we do we call each other's moms mom that's why when i see his mom i'm like hey mom what's up it's so funny because I feel like, too, with reading different personality traits, it applies perfectly to gambling, to to parties, and to music. You Everything. know what I mean? Well, listen, like, across the go, board. You're going to go to a party. Like, if you're going to spend your time and your money and you're going to go to a party, man, you got to go to Richie Ho's party because <laughs> he's going to have the best one. Like, if you're going to go do it, right, if you can go out on a Saturday night or Friday night, if you can go out, let's go out. Well, Let it's, a, it's an approach, too. I say this from somebody who attends the parties on the flip side. 
Richie would treat somebody who comes in with a couple hundred bucks sometimes better than the guy who comes in acting like an asshole yeah. with a, with tens and thousands of That's dollars. That's him. That's what he does. But yeah. eventually, the guys that spend a couple hundred bucks consistently come back and then end up spending tens and thousands just because of this guy's personality. I come from a world of sales. I'm an entrepreneur. I tell everybody this all the same thing. And I learned this, thank God, from my father, man. You treat the freaking janitor the same way you treat the CEO. You treat everybody the same, and you have respect for everyone. You don't know anybody's situation. You don't know where they come from, who, what they have. And at the end of the day, it's not my business. You coming to, to, and to have a good time and something I'm doing, I don't care about your money, man. Honestly, I care about making sure that I represent our brand the right way and we're going to put the right foot forward. And if it's it's my job to make sure you're having a great time so you do spend money and you do want to make an investment into your, your, your time having out and hanging out in one of our parties. But it's our team's job and it's on my side's responsibility to make sure you have a great time and if you're having a great time obviously you're gonna have you're gonna spend some some money and even if you didn't spend money you had a great time you're gonna tell a friend you're gonna tell another friend we're not here about and, and mike i think you know how i approach my business i'm not here about making money i know if i put the right team together we throw the right events and we keep doing it consistently our name will be out there people are going to want to attend and the money's gonna chase that. It's not gonna chase me chasing money every single day, bro. I don't chase. I don't chase dollars. I don't chase cents. I chase amazing experiences with dope freaking people. Richie Ho for president. Richie Ho for president. Straight up. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. It really, it applies across the board. And there's so many things that I feel like people who are listening could learn from all of this. Because whether you're trying to apply it to your next bet, to uh, you know, musicians, people that you manage, people that you fuck with, as far as artists go, or to parties of your own. There, there's a lot business. to be taken from me. You know, I talked to you about the last dance last week, uh, last week, Mike, and you know, I don't, you know, I knew you weren't overly familiar with it, but there was something said in that last dance that really stuck me. There's ten episodes, right? It was when Michael Jordan's trainer, right? He said, uh, "Hey, Mike, I'm gonna get out of here after they had lost to Orlando. When do you want me to see you again?" And he's like, "Michael Jordan said, well, I'll see you tomorrow,' because usually Michael Jordan took a few weeks off. And he's like, "I'll see you tomorrow." And then the, the trainer said he had an obligation that if you were gonna take three hours out of your day. He had to be the best. He, he was going to work the hardest. So if you came to watch Michael Jordan play, you knew you were watching the next three hours. You were watching something special. So that really stuck with me. Like, yo, if, so, if someone's going to take time to come to one of your parties, you're going to make it the best. If someone's going to take time to listen to Hip Hop Mike on the radio, you're going to make them feel like the best. And if we're going to give out a bet that we got to win and we got customers on our bets, we better make sure we're winning that bet. You know what I'm saying? I love I love that you bring that point up. It's something that I didn't think about right now, but yeah, man, his he trained with that guy for a reason, and we all know why, right? He brought the best out of Michael, but he Michael obviously saw that he pushed him to his limits, and you saw and 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 Chris, you could probably say this better. You saw the development of Jordan, how he looked physically from when he came into the league to when he was you know winning those championships. He looked like a different specimen. He. Michael was willing to put that work in, but I'm guaranteeing you his trainer brought it every single time or, or Michael wouldn't have effed with him. You know what I mean? And you know what's something else I loved about Michael Jordan? This is why he's my favorite athlete of all time. When he was losing to Boston and losing to Detroit, he didn't whine and cry like this generation does nowadays when they lose, right? They complain. They lose. There's always an excuse, right? He didn't want to cry. He didn't go join his friends down in Miami or any yeah. of this nonsense, right, to try – Yo, he showed up to work. He made his team get better. He got better. He led by example. Yo, the best basketball player in the world, when they showed him running sprints, the best basketball player in the world was winning those sprints. 
He was winning those sprints. He, Michael Jordan don't need to win those sprints, right? Because he's going to play 42 minutes a game anyway. He don't need to win those sprints. But he was winning those sprints. He took personal responsibility in his own life, his own craft. He took it so serious that you're right. He wasn't going to let anybody beat him in sprints in practice. And it was a way of life for Jordan. Every single thing he did, it, whether it's who was going to eat a meal faster, I guarantee you wouldn't beat him because it was just his way of life, Chris. And that's a difference. Between, I don't know if it's a generation thing. I don't know if it's a freaking video game and phone thing social but at media the, maybe? I, I don't know it, it could be social media Mike you may know better Like it's I'm, hard to say man I, I wish I could put a if we could figure out this answer <laughs> I'm telling you guys this is a totally different podcast a totally different subject but the way Michael Jordan approached his life whether whatever he did he did it with finesse and he did it with greatness whether he's picking up a golf club whether he's like I said how he was with his trainer or with his team he made the people around him better he held people accountable and yep. he held himself even more accountable than anyone else around him I, I do have a couple of things to say on this okay, and questions I guess also um, I've worked with a lot of different people I think I lean more old school where it's like work ethic always wins out but what I notice, you know, dealing with a lot of the younger kids is they lack the guidance. You know, not everybody's as fortunate to have a role model like Richie, uh, to have a role model like yourself, Chris. So when it comes down to it, how important do you think it is to be like self like driven or self-motivated versus to have the right mentors, the right coaches that are going to push you? Well, it starts with your parents. It starts with the people in your life. And you got to get this goddamn participation trophy out of sports. I mean, you don't win. You don't win. Listen, you know what? You know what the problem is right now? People understand. People think this 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 great big thing that, that's wrong with losing, right? Michael Jordan lost numerous times before he became the greatest basketball player to ever live, right? He okay. lost. He lost to Boston. He lost to Detroit. He lost. There is nothing wrong with losing if you learn from the loss and you come back and you make yourself better. But nowadays, it's like you lose, you cry. And if you cry hard enough and you cry long enough, you get your way, yeah. which that should not be the point. That should not be the case. If you lose, what should be the case is you come back and you work harder. Yeah, it's a messed up mentality when you think about it because, you know, there's times, to be completely honest, I've preferred losses to wins just because I know that the motivation and the lessons that are going to come from it are going to make that win in the long run that much better. Like, it's always a better win when you get it after a couple of losses and you learn how to approach it. I have to disagree about the parents thing. It, it starts there, uh, Chris, and I'll tell you a reason why. There's some people that don't have parents, they don't have great role models, and they've been super successful. I feel that that could be an excuse. I feel like if you have it internally, and I'm not sure if everyone has it, you find a role model. You find a way. Like we were discussing That's before, a good point. if I threw you in the pool and you didn't know how to swim, you would figure it out. D having a parents, a good parents, a bad parents, Listen, it definitely can help and steer you. My parents were super strict. My father never taught me really, hey, how work ethic. I watched mm -hmm. his work ethic. I watched how hard he woke up every morning at 5 a.m. He didn't get home till 7. Then he came home and mowed the lawn and did the pool. I was witnessing it, but he didn't teach it to me and physically say, hey, you got to do it. All my parents wanted from me was good grades. They came from a third world country. They were like, hey, if you want to do other things in this world, you better get good grades. If you get good grades, then you can play sports. You can go out and play with your friends. But their thing on me was good grades. But there you have it. I have a brother that is completely opposite of me. And Chris, you know him. And he's not, <laughs> he has the same exact parents. But he just doesn't well, have. That's that's what I just said. Your parents raised you. I raised my kids the same way. Yep. Well, you, sometimes you're definitely, you definitely a little different from your brother. <laughs> I love you, brother. Parents can be a safety net different. also. Like, that's the thing. I feel like parents that are going to clap for you while you're losing and be like, it's okay. as Versus motivate you to really do better. Sometimes you 
got to sit with that hurt, man. I'm, I'm learning real quick, and having kids of my own, seeing parents can be a disservice. Mm -hmm. They can. You're right. You you could do a disservice to your kids by coddling them. I'll tell you an amazing story. I mean, I hope this doesn't take time. I took my son down to Argentina to play soccer in a in a in a team that he was an all-star on and this is an all-star team from new york to play soccer we went to argentina we got our butts kicked up and down the field mm -hmm. and the one thing i noticed difference about those 10 year old kids and our 10 year old kids is i was tying my son's shoelace for him helping him get his equipment on those kids rolled up to the field on their bike that their parents weren't even there and mm -hmm. they had their soccer ball in their hand this coming from a dad that i just bought my son six soccer balls because every week he loses one and at the same time you know i'm tying his shoe mm -hmm. they were just so much more advanced and i'm telling you it wasn't about mental they were they were advanced just socially they were they were taking care of themselves earlier so they were on the field it showed they were just more mature than yeah. us they were so much more mature on the field because guess what? Our kids at halftime were playing video games. Their kids were doing what? Passing the soccer ball because they didn't have all these parents and all these things the parents are giving them. So we can do our kids a disservice by that. I'm telling you, and I've seen it firsthand yeah. by going down to Argentina to another country that is doing things differently. I mean, I feel it too, bro. Like, honestly, I feel I didn't have, you know, parents guiding me any which way. I really kind of came up on my own. And, like, there's a, something having the freedom that you don't take advantage of the freedoms the same way. Like, a lot of friends that I grew up with that had money, that had that security, they'd go out, they'd party, they'd kind of do some drugs. They wouldn't really lock in. Where it's like with me, I always, if I wanted to go do drugs, I could have did drugs. Nobody would have said shit to me, <laughs> but it, it made it less appealing. And when it comes down to it, you start looking around, you see things that you want, you know, whether it's a win in soccer, or whether it's a sick fucking Range Rover, whatever it is, you start learning, all right, there's a certain way to carry yourself to get to that point. And when you don't have the guidance, I think it's important to seek the guidance. Well, we've become, I don't know when this has happened either over the last 20, 25 years, we've become complainers and excuse makers. <laughs> Man, if you lose, you lose. It's no one's fault but your own. You know, you don't blame someone, you don't point the finger, you don't blame someone else, right? You just go get better. You know, if you fail a test, it's no one's fault. Did the teacher didn't do a bad job teaching you because if the teacher did a bad job, that means everyone's gonna fail. Yeah. But how'd he figure out a way to get a 95 <laughs> and I got a 50? So that means I'm not studying, I'm not doing the work. So it's just we're, we're blaming other people rather than taking responsibility for our own actions right now. And that's carrying over to everything. Yeah, well, I'll say this much. Despite who the president is, and I love that Richie said it. He's like, I don't subscribe to politics because either way he's going to win. Yep. I think it's important for everyone to look at it like that. Because when you, you really think about it, you know, the politics might play a role in your taxes and smaller things in your life. Not that taxes are a small thing, but on the grand scale, you know, you have your family, you have things that you're passionate about, you have your job. If you lock in and you focus on those things and figure out how to make this system work for you, you're almost always going to be better off than to try to beat the system or complain about it all day. 100%. Even when the election was going on, it was Tuesday night, you know, and obviously it wasn't going to get called. Man, I watched it for a little while. I'm not going to lie. I watched it. But it came to a point, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> I had to wake up at 6 in the morning and get ready to work. You know, I was going to train, go ready to work, and, and get ready to get on the next great sport game that we needed. But we try to not make it as hard as the Raiders. But, yeah, I mean, it did, to me, I went to bed Tuesday night. It didn't matter because I'm still waking up Wednesday morning, and I still have to go to work. And I still have Straight to grind. Up. And I still have to push. And I still have to compete to make a living. So, you know. Well, we spoke a lot about this uh, Raiders-Chargers game. What other games happened this past weekend, and oh, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Because we're man. running a little low on time today. We've been talking our shit today with Richie in here. That's great, man. Well, Jacksonville <laughs> was a tough loss. Uh, Jacksonville was a, uh, Houston played Jacksonville, and Houston was laying six and a half in that game. And it's they the won. Jaguars, right? It, it, yeah. Jacksonville was the Jaguars. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Houston was up 27-19. They let the Jaguars go right down the field, and Houston won the game 27-25. So they did not cover. 
we have now, we have sports going on basically every day, right? Today is Monday. We got Jets and Patriots tonight. If you go to takingvegas.com, we got a free pick on that right there. So go check that out. And then Tuesday, I think there's, I think there's football games from now until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I think there are football games. There might even be four. I haven't looked ahead. But there are football games every single night. So there's a lot to look forward to uh, in the world of sports gambling right now. Chris, who do you like for tonight? <laughs> the Jets are 0-8. And the Patriots can't get out of their own way. I mean, that is a tough game. Patriots minus 10 tonight, total 42 and 42 and a half. Total opened at 41 and went up to 42 and a half. So people are betting you over. That's a tight game. We we have a selection on it. R- Riggio has a, a pick. <laughs> Riggio has a pick. How's your fantasy team doing, by the way? My son's a hockey player. Picked a fantasy football team. He got the guy in first. Didn't even know what he was doing. They got the team in first place. That's how it goes, man. Beginner's luck. I don't want to talk about it. I I needed Herbert to catch that touchdown, but I know know your players didn't need it. So I'm in between there. I didn't – thank God I didn't know you guys needed it that badly because I'm telling you, I was rooting for Herbert's guy to catch that. I needed that six points for my fantasy. So we, we originally talked about doing this once one time a week. We're going to do two times yeah, a week. Yeah, now probably we twice a week. with a name. Right? I, I would hang out with you every day, Chris. I'm going to be Love honest. It, man. I'll be in here every day, too. I have one question. Before we wrap this thing up, though, um, the Patriots, the Jets, we spoke about it last week with the Jets, that you never bet on the Jets. Never. But it sounds like maybe this no. week the Patriots haven't been doing that great. Listen, the Patriots stink, too, but the Jets are still the Jets. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, if you, you listen to what I'm saying, you try to read between the lines. There is a total on the game, which is an over-under, where you can bet over 42.5 or under 42.5. You'll never get me to put my money on an 0-18. (laughs) Especially that 0-18 team is named the New York Jets. Do you think Tom Brady could have cursed these Patriots? I don't believe in curses. Oh, I don't, I don't believe interesting. There's no such thing as a Do curse. Do you believe man. in curses, curses no, no, Richie? There's no such thing as a curse. No, I, I think I think Tom Brady is is super intelligent. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. He's probably my favorite player to ever be in sports. Him and Michael Jordan are my two top guys, and I follow them religiously because I'm just a huge fan of their way, their work ethic, the way they approach life. Tom Brady's a smart dude, man. He wanted to play more. He see he saw the writing on the wall. What's going on? For the Patriots this year, listen, Patriots aren't spending money on players, man. They, they have their way. They have their style. They're stuck in that style. You even heard, and I've seen Belichick mention it this year. You yeah. know, he's even mentioned it as well. I mean, listen, Belichick's the type of guy, he doesn't really go public with anything. You can't get a lick of word out of that guy. But then they, Tom Brady's movements should tell you enough about what was happening in, in the organization for New England Patriots. For him to leave a lifelong product where he's been from day one, Something's going on there. Yeah, even I know he's a staple. I mean, look, who, he's, who is he cursing? He lost by 35 last night. He's <laughs> cursing. Right? He got killed last night. All so right. it is what it is. But so, we, we got some good stuff going on here, man. We're going to do this multiple times a week. You can come yeah. to the studio no, whenever it's lit. you want. I mean, awesome. we're going to get some news together for next week. Um, we appreciate y'all tuning in today. If you have a name for the podcast, at Hip Hop Mike, y'all could uh, – is that – Taking Vegas. Taking Vegas. Yep. At Taking Vegas. At Richie Hossein. You already know. I mean, and also, oh, one more thing. My fault. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. We got to get that oh, out the yeah. way. Big One up to the him. Best. The GOAT. You're talking about people who care about their craft. Straight He's up. Another one of those guys, man. I, got, I, got I had to, to shout him th- this week. I've read something about him. It really almost made me cry. And, and Rich, you all understand this as well with me. Um, I read something in the New York Post today that his last moments, like his last hours of life, what he wanted to do was sit on a uh, a swing with his wife that he was married to for you know decades upon decades and watch the horizon. And that's what he got to do. So when I actually read that story, I actually almost had a tear in my eye. Like, man, you know, this guy, 
all he, he knew he was about to die in a couple hours and he just stayed on a swing with his wife and that's a beautiful thing to me with, with, on the, watching the horizon we, the takeaways from this podcast for me is we talked about people who are passionate about their craft I said hip hop Mike how you take on your craft and how you go for it and, and you learning every single day and you keep getting better and, and Chris I say the same thing about you wow what a great time to bring up a guy like Trebek please Gotta do your do it, research man. on him please look up what he was about look at what his co-workers thought about him look at what the people around him thought about him he was the hardest working man in the room every single time and that's what made that show so great you know, that's a big loss, man. That's a big. Hey, 2020 takes another one. Yeah, hey. I mean, the year's almost over, um, and I will say there's two things I'm looking forward to. While well, one of which is going to be this Saturday, etiquette, Sony Hall, craziness. I mean, I saw the videos from last uh, week. I was slacking. I slept. I'm not, I'm not allowed to go. Well, why not, Chris? It's my wife. We're bro. doing a podcast together the, now. We got to get like a table. I we told you, get the, lit. listen, the parties are so good. It's so great. <laughs> You're not allowed. I'll Guys, babysit. Don't, don't forget, Hip Hop Mike, we're doing a dinner experience. It's not going to be it's as a dinner. It's not going to be as lit as we normally get because, of, because it's COVID. We try to do our best to make sure they have a good time. Our guests have a good time. They We follow all the restrictions of the COVID guidelines. Um, no more than 10 people at a spot. Uh, all of our employees have masks on. So don't get me wrong. Is it hard? Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit hard. But we're doing the best we can during these times. And I think our guests are feeling it, feel the energy we bring. And they're having, a, for what it is during this time, they're having a, a hell of a time. And, and we're going to try to do it even bigger and better this Saturday for them. That's it. Come with your friends, socially distance, that, Chris. That's that's the uh, we can hang out together. Your wife doesn't you don't have to be that, near that, anybody that, but that's me. That's the innocent pitch right there. That's the good. <laughs> that's the innocent. Pitch. I seen the videos from last week. <laughs> no, but that, that his his parties are always the best. Man. Straight the up, best. best in the game. The best in the game. So you could come out to that on Saturday. Enjoy your fucking dinner. You know the vibes. Um, and then one more thing that I'm looking forward to. Which I'll tease here today, but we'll talk about it next time. I don't want to go on a tangent about it. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson fight is coming, baby. We talked about it last week. We, <laughs> I know we're a little low on time right now. Mike Tyson's gonna win that fight. Well, we're gonna talk all about it. I mean, I feel like we should do a podcast as like a fight special for the people. Absolutely. So let's do that. We'll do that as November comes. My birthday's coming in a couple weeks. Maybe Richie has some ideas I could do for that. That was the, that was the, the just the information right there. Hey, Rich, I got a I got I'm a birthday saying. coming up. Well, man. every time I have a birthday, like I don't hang out with a lot of people. I just come out to this guy's parties and then I just have fun for myself. So hold up, hold up, Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike. You being a little modest. Right nah, now. I really, I Richie. How many times do I come to your your parties popping bottles? I was going crazy. There's a lot of kids as my age just getting lit. No, no, no. You always come, but for your birthday, you <laughs> put the if you just pull the trigger, you just you just open up the floodgates <laughs> and tell any all your friends. You'd have a thousand people. I've seen it because I think last time for your birthday or one of the events for your birthday, you're like, "Hey, Rich, I'll, I'll do it for my birthday." Okay, I'll have a few people. Guess what? I got a thousand people outside of my nightclub trying to get yeah. in for Hip Hop Mike. Hey, I know Hip Hop Mike. I know Hip Hop Mike. So Mike. You do roll, you know, don't get me wrong, you, you know, you roll by yourself and you really have your own little thing going. <laughs> but if you flip that switch, we know we know what happens, man. We <laughs> well, all, we all hit, know what happens. I'm going to hit stop on this so I can talk to Richie about how we can make money off these thousand people because, you know, I'm fucking with over here. Uh, the only person I want on the list, Richie, if it's cool, is Chris because Chris has to come out at some point. I'm going to get him out and we're going to do a podcast live from one of the parties. Chris got to get approval from his wife. You know, my wife is going to be traveling. We can, mm. we, can, we can just not tell her. But then you're going to post things all over the place and we're in court. Um, first off, your wife's traveling. I'm usually traveling with her. <laughs> Come on. How? That's the end right there, bro. It's over. All right. All right. It, we'll talk it. about it next time. You know what it is. There's no name to this podcast, but let us know He's what you think. This guy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my I feel God. like me and Richie are going to have to talk to her about getting you outside. I like it. <laughs> Until next time.